Hi everyone, it's Halloween Girl. So today's episode is going to be the Abandoned Places Part 4. So I hope you enjoy this. And so we are going to talk about like factories, malls, and like a station and stuff. And so, alright, so let's get started. So the first one is called Packard factory and this is in Detroit, USA. So, wheels of change crushed this Michigan automobile plant, but hope is on the horizon. Once upon an automotive time, the name Packard stood for luxury and American know-how, and the factory that churned out those cars reflected that commitment. Built from 1903 to 1911, the Detroit plant was a state-of-the-art manufacturing operation with 4 million square feet over 40 acres and a force of 40,000 workers, producing smooth driving cars with such innovations as power steering. When America entered World War II, Packard retooled to make engines for um, Mustang fighter planes, um, but struggled in post-war in the 50s to adjust the buyer's changing preferences for more modestly appointed cars. The last Packard rode off the assembly line in the late 1950s, and the factory buildings were used mostly for storage before they were finally abandoned. As Detroit's auto industry slumped, the plant has become a rotting symbol of the city's loss. So they do have the site iconic bridge, and it, um, I believe it had collapsed perhaps in January of 2019. So I don't know how the structure looks today that it is abandoned, um, and it's it's so it's so um, very eerie looking, I'd say. Um, And although it has um, been deserted, um, the complex did not remain completely vacant. In 2019, Alan Hill, 74 years old, was served an eviction notice to leave the abandoned graffiti warehouse. Hill had made the um, building his home and vowed to fight the move. Um, And so, uh, yeah, so it's been a symbol of the city's loss economic glory days and so it's too expensive right now to like renovate or to tear down even um block after block crumbled and the collapsed structures um attracted you know vandals and stuff and hollywood directors used the skeletal remains as backdrops actually for post-apocalyptic scenes and tv shows and movies in 2013 fernando Palazuelo, a Spanish businessman living in Peru, had actually purchased much of the site um, for forty uh, for four or five thousand, with plans to renovate it. Um, and so he has with buildings um, in Spain, uh, Nepal, and Peru, and into a three fifty million residential business, restaurant, and retail centers. Um, But in the fall of 2020, however, he decided to change course, listing the 3.2 million square foot property 
and seeking out industrial buyers or tenants. And um, they have said, I'm sure it's going to involve demolishing a large portion of the plant. And um, so, yeah. So, also, the building has had, um, or does have, large windows to bring in natural lights, um, which the designer believed would make workers more productive. Um, so, yeah. So, it definitely, it almost feels almost like an asylum a little bit. Like, it's, it definitely looks a little bit like, like that. Um, and so the next one is going to be Hawthorne Plaza, and this is in LA, USA, <laughs> in California. So, um, in empty Southern California, Ma illustrates the sad state of American retail stores. Oh, this is going to be so sad. I, I already know it. Um, the Ma now is mainly used as a backdrop for movies like Gone Girl. TV's Westworld and Taylor Swift's music video, Ready For It. That's crazy. That's insane. Alright, so um, local malls have taken a beating from their heydays in the 70s and 80s due to the closure of large department stores and competition from online shopping. The Hawthorne Plaza and LA suburbs had tried to carve out a niche by catering to middle-class residents who had found such upscale centers as the South Bay Galleria, located to the south in Redondo Beach. Um, apparently it was too pricey, um, but the one million square foot mall opened in 1977 and covering six city blocks, that's a lot, suffered an additional economic blow with the loss of jobs in the surrounding aerospace plants. Um, so it's creepy enough to make you think that you're living in a horror movie. That's so scary. Um, in the 1990s, the 130 stores plus the JCPenney and all of these were no more, and the mall had closed its doors. Officials are trying to find a use for the 40-acre site after 500 million overhaul plan fell through in 2018. Um, they apparently have wanted to develop it, but not at any cost. Um, Alex Vargas um, had told the Daily Breeze we're not going to just have anything there if it isn't good for the city. So it is it is a bit spooky. It's like pause in time um, when malls are booing. All right, so the next one is in Thailand, and it is called the New World Mall. So exotic fish now dominate this rainwater pool in a deserted shopping structure. So it's super beautiful looking, this abandoned mall. Um, there's water and oh, it's it's such a dream. It looks like a dream to me. So beautiful. I, I don't know. I think anything with water and spooky just lures me in like Friday the 13th. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So an attempt at um, urban improvement resulted in instead of the creation of a giant dirty fish tank at a former shopping center. The New World Mall um, had welcomed shoppers from 1982 until 1997, when the government officials determined that the developers had built more of the mall than they had permits for. Um, the mall shut down and sat empty for years, with the fire in the 1999 gutting the interior. In 2004, officials ordered the removal of the extra seven stories that the builders 
put up without permission. Leaving the mall without a roof, deep pools of rainwater led an outbreak of mosquitoes, a problem people tried to solve by stocking the ponds with insect-eating koi, a tilapia, um, carp, a mango fish, and striped catfish. The mosquitoes disappeared, and the exotic fish population exploded, swimming around the old elevators. Some enterprising locals even sold fish food to visitors. The structure still stands with the government scooped up uh, 3,000 fish and transferred them to less interesting waters nearby. In June 2020, a nine-day art exhibit entitled New World X O-Town welcomed visitors back to the mall simulating the shops from centers better days and examining its history. Alright, so our last one is called the Michigan Central Station, and this is in Detroit, USA. So, um, another auto industry rules uh, derail Detroit's stately old train station. Uh, another one, just like so sad. Um, so, with the um, Doric columns and waiting room of marble modeled after a Roman bathhouse, the majestic train station stood as a towering symbol of Detroit's domination in the automobile manufacturing industry. Open for a commuter train service in 1913, the 18-story building, the tallest rail station in the world at that time, had more than 200 trains departing each day, carrying thousands of passengers, including such as luminaries as President Herbert Hoover, Franklin Roosevelt, and Harry Truman, inventor Thomas Edison, and silent movie star Charlie Chaplin. As rail traveled um, had, I guess, declined um, after World War II, um, the, I guess that's when the popularity of cars started happening. The station fell on hard times. By 1967, the shop and much of the waiting rooms were closed. Amtrak's arrival in the 70s gave the station a temporary boost, but Detroit's sinking economy took the station with it. In 1988, Michigan Central Station closed for good. Graffiti covered the walls, the marble archways crumbled, and the windows were smashed. An economic rebound in recent years has brought help to the station. However, a major renovation project successfully replaced all 1,050 windows. In 2016, there was hope the station would be used for Amtrak state trains. But um, streetcars and, and a rail line to Detroit um, Airport in the future. So who knows? Um, so yeah, the Ford Mortar Company um, bought the station in 2018 because of delays due to the pandemic. It's now in its plans to finish restoration by 2023. So hopefully we'll see that one come alive soon. Um, but so beautiful, beautiful place. Um, our next one. This is our last one, and it is in New York City, USA. It is the City Hall Station. So beautiful, with beautiful glass all around. And so the skylight speaks to the fact that most of the original system is very shallow. New York Transit Museum director um, had told the Daily News, we are literally just below the surface. So Manhattan trains don't stop at one of the most beautiful subway locations. The subway stop beneath City Hall features the best in underground transportation. Amenities, a towering ceiling with skylights, colored glass tiles, even 
brass chandeliers, everything that is except passengers. Opened in 1904, the station became one of the least popular in the city, largely doomed by a problematic curving platform that limited the number of train doors that could be opened. In 1945, with only 600 passengers using the station each day, it was closed. Riders had to get off of the Brooklyn Bridge station, and for decades, they never saw this jewel. The old station is now used as a turning loop. So, while passengers still can't get off of the City Hall station, um, they can stay on the train as it swoops back uptown so they can get a glimpse of the um architecture and, and so yeah so it's just oh it's so beautiful um so um the architecture i'm sorry has um illuminated um by sunlight streaming through the overhead glass for even better view and tours are offered so that's the end of this episode and i hope you enjoyed just like listening about abandoned places and stuff and this was uh, episode four of abandoned places so i hope you enjoyed and i hope you enjoy like the tingles and everything and i hope you have a good night and a good week and weekend and um don't forget that you are so amazing and stuff and um and if you ever do need a friend to talk to you can reach me on my seven cups profile link in the description box below and also too um I have found us many, many times about YouTube. I have shared um, my YouTube um, channel. I may perhaps, maybe sometimes, every now and then, I will add it to my description box on my podcast. Um, so in case y'all want to see more of like ASMR visualization <laughs> and stuff. Um, so anyways, let me know what you think. Um, and um, if you have any um, suggestions or whatever, um, please let me know. And I hope you enjoy this. And thank you so much for always supporting me and just being so kind to me always. And I love you all so, so much. And, um, and y'all rock. <laughs> and all right. So I think that is all. So I'll see y'all in my next episode. Until then, have have a amazing one and love you. Bye. Adios. Mwah.